On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we, I almost read the wrong topics, uh, <laughs> we talk about uh, clothing swaps, tall women, bras, then we move on to the scooter scourge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which ends up turning into the oh. scooter surge. There you oh. got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Devin asks us a question about therapy. Well, that, why'd you say it like that? You love Hannibal therapy. Lecter. Oh, that was not. That did not sound like Hannibal yeah. Lecter. It, it, we Thera- did not therapy. talk about Hannibal Lecter. In this that was episode. better. That was therapy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hit us up on our socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at obp underscore raw. And if you want to continue the conversation, shoot us an email obppodcast at gmail dot com. Peace. remember i can't remember a single podcast where adam does not have his belt unbuttoned (laughs) (laughs) you're right yeah we are (laughs) you know you'd be surprised i go like even when i go you have no idea how many times i've done this at your house like i'll just undo my belt and people will make fun of me and and say like what like what are you doing when you taking your pants off, I'm like, no, I just want my Glenn belt does. undone. The second Glenn comes home, he just takes his pants off and walks around his boxers. Yeah. Usually oh, in man, the family it's room. so freeing. I like, do that, in too. In the family room. And so it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, uh, oh, sorry. I can't hear you, Devin. I mean, it's the oh, same thing as, like. you don't have like, me plugged in? It's the same thing as, like, when I come home and take my bra off, and it's like, oh, that's it. I take my bra off before I even get to the car. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but, like, when you take your bra off, it's not like. Yes, tell me. Tell yeah, me what it's t- like t- to wear a bra. Tell a, tell a woman no, what I'm it's like saying, to wear a bra. But it's not like your your tits are hanging out. Like it's not like well, your dick isn't no, hanging just, out. But I'm just saying it's like. Well, let me say, <laughs> rephrase it. It's not like the bra straps are like hanging out. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, because I take the time to remove it. You just let the let belt it hang. hang instead of taking out the belt yeah. loops. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> just tell me. Tell me. <laughs> How it is. I, th- I thought you were going to give me a, a lecture about <laughs> no, bras. No, I mean a lecture about that. I mean, I have opinions. We know. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever worn a bra before, Adam? Uh, even just no. for fun? But in my Halloween old age, costume? I probably should. I haven't worn a bra. Uh, Never even tried one they, on? That, it'd be, that'd be a big bra. I bet you I'd look good in a push-up bra. <laughs> let's, let's test that. Yeah. yeah. Be a good picture for social. Have you worn a bra, Devin? I have, yeah. Yeah? yeah, like for the fun of it, or when you know when um, you're alone. We had this, yeah, when I'm alone and I dance by myself and I wear like <laughs> this gown thing and like dance in the yeah. air. <laughs> Tuck your dick between your legs, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we we did this thing for homecoming in high school. Um, you know where you cross dress basically. We did that too. Yeah, so I wore a bra then. Um, I'm pretty sure I just like put one of Anna's on just for like shits and giggles. Um, oh, yeah. I was gonna say so. This, I was going to say, he must have probably worn Anna's bra. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Devin's not like the biggest guy in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure a lot of women's bras would fit him. I, I don't think it would be very flattering for a woman if I picked up her bra and it fit. Because I'm, you know what I mean? She she would think to herself, like, wow, I'm, I must be big. You know? I mean, I think because you are 
obviously taller and bigger than yeah, then she would probably think twice about her body type. Exactly. She'd I be think like, it... are my shoulders that wide? What's yeah. That? yeah. Why? Why do we, why does why does it all fit so good? Yeah, exactly. That's upsetting. <laughs> why does it look better yeah. on him than me? Yeah. It would why start, do your tits look better It would than start mine? off funny and crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't believe your tits they look they look better than mine. You're more voluptuous than I am. I've had it uh, uh I've numerous times and you like, I mean, your husband's a large man. Mm-hmm. Like when you wear his shirts or you wear his clothes and, and they're just, they kind of dwarf you. Yeah. That I've heard other women say that they kind of like that sometimes because it's like my man's shirt, like all his clothes are so much bigger than me. And it, You know what? I used to wear his shirts like back in the day, but now that we're married and older and have two kids, I can't say I've put on any of his shirts in the <laughs> last like three years. Really? Well, just because I, I'm pretty, I am pretty basic when it comes to loungewear, what I'm wearing right now. Like, yeah. I wear stretchy pants, usually no bra, but you know, I have to put it on for you guys. And then- No, you don't. And a tank top or something. But like, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I have so much of the loungewear that I never look at Glenn's clothes and be like, let me put on that- that looks comfortable. Yeah, that, you know, sweat sweatshirts. Sweatshirts yeah. are different. And like in the winter, in the fall, those I love are comfy. It. Yeah. I, I love like to see a woman in like my, a button-up shirt and nothing else. Glenn would be like, did else. you not do laundry? That's what he would think right. immediately. Yeah, what the fuck I, are you doing wearing my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I don't know about you, Devin, but I do. If, I, if, if a woman is like, hey, do you have anything I can wear? And, you know, like I hear them you know pitter patter around my bedroom looking for something and they come out and they're wearing like a button-up shirt and i could just tell that like they just went in there and just like took all their clothes off and they just have a button-up shirt of mine on and it's it is like a dress oh that's yeah that's like yeah and I, anna and i have a more practical uh clothing swap uh, because well, we like say, we, we wear like the same size shirts and shit. So yeah. <laughs> if, if we're yeah. ever like at a store and we're deciding on a t-shirt, we're just like, okay, I'll get this one and you get that one, and we can just swap whenever we want. You well, know? <laughs> yeah, I would have so. like twice the amount of clothes. Right. It's like the perfect relationship. You just swap shirts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, can I borrow your shirt? <laughs> I know. I need to. I need to go. Even though I'm. I'm dating someone. I was just going to make a stupid joke. I, I need to find a woman who's like six foot one or six foot two, 260 pounds, <laughs> who can like faithfully wear my clothes. Right. Who's stout. And then, well, I mean, that's just smart, bro. Like, yeah. I'm going to retire soon. I could save some money. Here we can go. wear the same slacks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, yeah. That would be, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd be intimidated. Do you know how intimidating that'd be for a guy like me? To date somebody that was that big, what about date somebody that was bigger than you? That would be tough. Impossible. I can date a woman who's tall. No, I've I, I used to date a girl that was like five foot eleven, maybe like you know she she's really tall, and she would wear like platform heels. My, one of my best friends is like that, and she'd be six three. Yeah, so I she think- would be she'd be taller than me, and it was unbelievably attractive yeah one of my best friends Ooh. natalie she's she's about the same i think she's five eleven. love and it. she when we would cl- go clubbing in her back in the day she always threw on like the tallest heels yep i think and chicks she, I mean, like chicks that are that tall i think they get like empowerment from being that tall and then they just like go taller because they're just kind of like looking down on others you know yeah yeah. Some women don't like it. Some women don't like to date men that are shorter than them. And if they are dating a man that's close in height, like Anna, 
then they don't want to wear a lot of heels around them because they feel like it makes the men insecure. And I've had to tell women for years, especially like the taller women that I've dated, like, no. I mean, Jacqueline, the, the girl I'm dating now, is short. She's like 5'4". Five, five, I've five. only dated, I think, one guy who's been shorter than me, and that did not last long. I think I probably found Was it excuses. because he was short? I think I found excuses because he was short. It just felt Damn. weird. I know. I mean, this was back when I was a little it's more cold-blooded, I guess. I know. A little more cold-blooded. A little more cold-blooded. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think. I figured you have, have just stayed at the pinnacle. No, actually, <laughs> you actually used to be way more cold-blooded. But, yeah. I mean, So, how much shorter? Are we talking like a couple inches or are we, are we talking um, like five, maybe when four? I, um, no, I'm, well, I'm five, six, five, seven on a good day. <laughs> he was probably like five... Probably about five four. Oh man, that's so that's, not that's too much rough. shorter. Yeah, I don't know. I I need somebody bigger than me. I don't know for all no, aspects. It makes people feel safer. Yeah, I don't know. Like I refuse to date a woman whose tits aren't bigger than mine. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he's he's not making a joke, ladies and gentlemen. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I love. I'm. I have. I love height. And I, I love the differences. I mean, when when Jack is just, you know, like barefooted and I'm roaming around my house and I can see like how short and kind of how dainty she is. And uh, when I when I stand up next to her and like her her head is like lower than my chest or, you know, I'm like, oh, it's just crazy to be around someone so cute and short. But then Jacqueline will wear like big heels, like big like yeah. wedges and stuff, and she'll come in my house, and it changes the way that she walks. So you know when a woman wears heels, it kind of like the way they walk is a little bit different. Well, yeah, it's, it's like more flowy. You know? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I just like that. I you ever wear heels? I used to wear heels all the time. Really? Yeah, when, when I when if I'm going out and like. With adults, yeah. then yeah, I do. Not I when mean, you're going to like romper room with the kids. Yeah, or Chuck you know, going to pick. Or, shit, or yes, yeah. no, no way, because they're just not practical. And you know, up until recently, I spent most of my time chasing around my son. So like, that's not yeah, practical. Yeah. But I like, I wear. I, if anything, I wear more like um, ankle boots that have a heel to them. I don't really have any like stilettos. Oh, or things gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. like the stylish boot. Yeah, but heel. I. But yeah. you know, I can wear any type of heel and. Glenn is still taller than me, so that's what I prefer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, same yeah. with Jacqueline. Yeah, interesting. How how tall how tall are you, Devin? I'm a five eleven. And how tall is Anna? She's like um, I think five, she's eight, five. five no, she's five like nine in between five nine and five ten. I think. I was gonna say she's taller than me. Wow. Yeah. So we're we're pretty close in height. So doesn't I have to wear. Doesn't matter when like, you're laying down. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter when you're on your knees. Uh, anyway, that bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yeah, Wait, we have a recording. Go ahead. Doesn't matter when I'm on my knees, yeah, sucking her like... dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, power couple. Right. <laughs> hey, we're trading clothes and sucking dicks. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the name of the episode. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, I, I kind of sometimes I get a little insecure about my height, but uh, you know, you got to be confident in what you have, you know. But you're not. I would. I would never consider you short. Short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a threshold for men when you hit like I think it's like what would you say like five nine, and then like pretty much when you hit five nine, you're like that's a short dude, but anything above that, you're like eh, it's a medium sized guy. It yeah. also depends on who you're dating. My little sister is right at five foot, mm-hmm. um, and she's honestly for the most part always dated guys much taller. She dated this guy that was like six three, um, but her 
boyfriend now is about my height. So he's like 5'7". So to them, the size difference works out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a yeah. lot of girls like dudes that are like super fucking tall. Like yeah. the mountain. Have you guys watched that from Game of Thrones? Yeah, his and girlfriend's his girlfriend? like 5'2". Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. And he's like fucking, what, 6'7"? She's so tiny. Yeah. I've seen pictures of them. I saw one online and I thought it was Photoshop, so I had to Google it and realize it was not how, did, how does that work? Let's look at this in a logical perspective here. I know. How does that work? Yeah, how does it fit? <laughs> it fits, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You got to be careful with that sort of thing, though, huh? Yeah? Why? Maybe he I mean, has a really like, small penis. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about penis size. I'm just talking about, like, hugging her and shit, you know? Yeah. You, I mean, you gotta he never be, gets like roid rage and squeezes her to death. I mean, you can't fucking be the little spoon in that situation your if off. you're him. Well, maybe he doesn't want to be the little spoon. He always wants to. Uh, let's be honest. Men, sometimes they want to be the little spoon. I want to be the little spoon. Oh, aren't you too sweet? I like it. Okay. Feeling that. Yeah, I like to be the little spoon. It's, it's nice. Behind. It's vulnerable. Yeah. You're vulnerable. Glenn likes to be one just so I scratch his goddamn back. Oh yeah. man, I, I will fall right to sleep if you if yeah, like I know. scratch every, my head or my back. I'm done. Jacqueline I puts scratch me to his, sleep constantly. Like that. I scratch his back every single night. Every night we get into bed and he plops down. And, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and just wi- and just he wiggles his says, shoulders. Okay, I'm ready. Yep, and he wiggles his shoulders with his back to me like let's do it. <laughs> and so I sit there and I do it. Every night. Nice. That's the life right there. No, honestly, when I'm the little spoon, I sleep so much better than when I'm the big spoon. I don't sleep cuddling. Sleeping I mean, cuddling is tough. You fall asleep is. like that, but eventually you just kind of like. I push can't you fall off of asleep like that. I I get hot and sweaty, and sweaty. I like to sprawl out. Yeah. So they'll cuddle on the couch and stuff like that, but we can't. I can't. Glenn does complain sometimes that I don't, but I'm not, I don't like to cuddle to fall asleep. I can't do it. It's so uncomfortable for me. I can't make my body the way I want my body to be because someone is enthralled around me. There's Speaking a, of hot and s- what? There's a picture, old picture from uh, when me and Anna first started uh, uh, hanging out exclusively, I guess you would call it. Um, we got home from like a really long day and we want to take a nap and there's a picture of us just like, you, you can't really tell whose arms are who's whose. Who? And, yeah, and we were just like napping that way. I'll have to show you guys. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. What about laughing like at that? Speaking of sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, I, I don't know what the hell's going to come over me. Like the last few nights, I've gone to sleep and I've been comfortable. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night really uncomfortable and I am literally laying on a wet pillow, wet sheets, Ugh. because I have been sweating. Ugh. Like, I'm in a puddle, because I have just sweated all night long. And it is disgusting. I had and it. And I, no I have no idea what the fuck is going on. You know, I had it almost every single day of my pregnancy with Porter. Ugh. It was like, so my body was just out of whack, and every morning I woke up, yeah, it's ill. It's, Cause, gr- cause it's clammy and wet. Yeah, yeah and then you then you get kind of cold because the sweat has, oh, it's the worst. It's awful. <laughs> and you just have to get up and shower immediately. And Yeah, I'm going to have to get like yeah. rubber sheets. Ew, that would be worse, bro. <laughs> Maybe your body's what? just doing Maybe weird it's like, stuff Maybe it's like getting rid of stuff or hey, something. Maybe be. you're having another stroke. Are you getting sick? Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> I don't think so. 
<laughs> that was so good. Maybe you have another stroke. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. If I fucking have a stroke, I'm, I'm going to get upset. Yeah. We're, we're going to be real mad at you, Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you put that, you put that <laughs> I put evil that on me. put that juju on you. Yeah, you put that bad juju on me. So yeah. one of our listeners decided that we we should mention one of one of our listeners is a very prominent listener. She actually was on one of our episodes, Elizabeth Howell. She was a guest. Yeah, she was a guest. I, I didn't know what he said. I didn't know what he said either. It sounded. I like, thought he said she was a gift. I thought he said she's the gayest. <laughs> no, yeah, she's the gayest. Yeah, she's the gayest gift ever. I was looking at my phone and I was just like, I got to chime in with something. I Continue. think she is bisexual. So. Well, it does, that cool. doesn't matter. I just, the, that's just what I that. thought he's... Thanks yeah, for that yeah. useless knowledge. Yeah. That's not useless. That's important. Not to the story. <laughs> okay. No, not to the story. Okay, but it's tell important. It, tell your... Fu- tell. Yeah. Go. So anyway, she mentioned on... Nashville has had this, this weird issue, and they've actually started to craft new laws about scooters. And some of us have heard them. Some of us have experienced them. I have never ridden one, but Elizabeth mentioned on Instagram that uh, we should talk about the scooter scourge of yeah. Nashville and so I thought she maybe brought this up today after the recent headline that, that happened in Nashville today oh did you see that no. police stopped man for riding scooter on I-40 huh? oh <laughs> my god dude. so when you so there's a there's yes. a there's a picture of it uh-uh. so this is why I thought that when you said the scooter thing I thought you were talking about reduced. this my friend Leah posted it yeah, a man was stopped while riding his scooter on the Interstate 40, Nashville. Um, he was riding on the shoulder, though. <laughs> yeah. He was visiting from Boston and on his way to the airport. Insane. <laughs> yeah. That that's that sounds it's like insane. someone from Boston. Yeah, it's insane. And I so about um, two months ago, maybe three months ago, they just said all scooters have been, uh, have been uh, abolished. Is that right? Is that what right? is this, slavery? Yeah, no, <laughs> they just well, abolished the, scooters. The reason yeah. it was is because people were not putting them back where they belong, and there weren't enough people to pick them up and put them back where they belong. So they were getting left on corners. Cars were hitting them. Besides the idiots who were well, not there were people that were getting hurt by too. cars as well. Yeah. Yes, there was, was like, a there's a guy that died. Died, I know. He Man. died. Yeah, yeah it's the same. It's the same thing with anything cool that we ever get. We're like electric we, scooters. Like this is fucking cool. You can ride them around for. 10 miles for less than a dollar, you know, and then people yeah. just got to go. See, Indianapolis. People just got to go and fuck it up, man. Yes. Indianapolis has them, and they're very successful there. So it's not, I mean, for us, it's obviously our fucking issue. Like, people can't <laughs> behave here yeah. and be and, and do right. Yes. Because in Indianapolis, they're fine. They're Nashville's great. insane. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I went downtown. Jacqueline works at a bar downtown. Oh, oh I went. Uh. I went downtown. I went to this bar, and. Dude, it's just insane. It is it's insane. so many fucking people, man. It well, was a it's, Monday. It it's was changed. a Monday afternoon. I know. It's changed so much. It was balls I hate it. to the wall. Traffic lined up on every street. People walking like elbow to elbow everywhere you go. Yep. You know, there's bums. There's people yelling. There's people squealing. It there's horns. too. It never used to stink that bad. Yeah. Oh, it smells like urine. I went, I went down on a Tuesday night when my friend was in town because they really wanted to go and we literally... Glenn dropped us off because he wanted to go home because he did not want to go downtown. And yeah. we got to the corner on a Tuesday night and all three of us look at each other and we're like, fuck this. And these are people who have... I mean, they would they would come down in 2007 when I would lived here. Like 
when right. it wasn't as crazy. They know Nashville, yeah. Yeah, and so I was si- we were sitting on the corner and we were like, what the fuck do we do? And then we just look over and we see the merchant's restaurant and we're like, let's go sit in there. And we sat in there <laughs> and we drank and people watched and then we talked about the awesome wedge salad and realized how fucking old we were and then left because it was like just to yeah, walk yeah. So down the street seems so man. overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Well, and I mean, yeah, this is like a Monday. You go down on like a, a Friday night oh or a Saturday God. or Sunday. It's Terrible. just insane. So, I mean, typically a lot of us stay away from there. But the last couple times I've been downtown, I've seen scooters and I've wanted to ride them. And the crazy thing is, is that they they tried to pass this legislation, I guess, saying that they were going to get rid of all of them because none of the scooter companies could come up with following the rules. Yeah. They couldn't follow the rules, even right. though the rules were very vague. So they said, in the meantime, we're going to like abolish all scooters, we're going to get rid of them, and we're going to set some new rules. And then if they sign a contract and they sign these rules, then we'll allow them back. But something happened, and they just never got rid of any of them, and they're still here. <laughs> and they basically have rescinded that order and said, nah, they're, we're gonna, they're going to stick around. That, that doesn't happen unless those companies pay some people exactly. off. I was oh, just going to yeah. say. Yeah, so yeah. They got changed. paid off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they came in and said, we're a nationwide company and we're worth fucking millions. So what do you want to make? Yeah. They got fucking, at least down here, I don't know, in Nashville, they got fucking city and county representatives. Like, their main, like, leading argument is, I'll take care of the scooters in downtown. It's like, that's your leading, like, proposal for being in office? It's yeah. been big talk here. You don't want to fix the roads. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to... Yeah. The fucking scooters. Fuck really the transit plan. We don't scooters. need transit, guys. Right. We don't yeah. need... Fuck tra- we got Marta. scooters. <laughs> that's... that. Oh, God. That's genius. That Maybe that'll fix everything. What? Scooters. Maybe if... We don't need a transit plan. So, what if every... Th- this is... On, um, this is an honest, like, proposal. What if every apartment complex that was within... Uh... A three mile, maybe a two and a half mile circle of downtown Nashville. Every apartment complex came with free rent on a scooter, and they just have racks and racks of scooters outside. So it will keep those people out of their cars, out of transit, out of all of the things that would clog up the roads. We, we you know, we we section off little spaces for them to ride in, and just say you ride at your like own a bike risk. Lane. Oh. That's, a, that's a bold move, Cotton. Well, but what you'd have to do is you would have to also Jeez, somehow pro- program those scooters so they can only be used by the people who have the apartment, so a special yes. code. Yes, And there would have to be a rule of it would need to be returned. What you so need to do- So let's say people ride it downtown, they can park it, know that nobody else can access that scooter because they have a special code yes. in their apartment- and then and it would yeah you put gps on it and if anyone took it you it would be able to know where it is at all times you know there of course there's cameras everywhere you'd figure all that stuff out you would figure out they'd have some type of pass a card or a key or a code you could all of those things i think would be easy to figure out um it would be the of course they would everyone would have to sign a contract you ride at your own risk if you get hurt it's your fault if you do anything stupid it's your fault if you drive it drunk it's your fault you know, they would have to build it into the rent price, though, because no yeah, apartment complex is sure. gonna. Yeah. Well, so yeah, but I mean, those things. Them, yeah. They, they're not that expensive. Well, I bet you. Of course, there would be a massive flood of those things driving around downtown, and for people that are in cars, it would be it would be terrifying. But that would that would basically kill two birds with one stone. Then you would have people that would have a tendency to use 
Uber and Lyft and ride sharing rather than driving their car downtown. So you would in turn have less vehicles downtown. I need to Possibly. I need to make a PowerPoint. God, I can I can see cool. your fucking mind just cranking away I at know, this idea. His right eyes now. Are, Right, yeah, he's not even crazy. looking at. It. Yeah, he looks he's like, like a fucking psychopath. You know when your eyes like you can tell that they're not focused on anything, but they're just I looking. Did, you know? uh, I did. I did that the other day, and it was very embarrassing because I was standing there, and my eyes glazed over, and I didn't realize I was making eye contact Yo. with somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I I was I was at Zaxby's. Went to Zaxby's because it was like school night for L school, and, I, and all the money gets donated <clears throat> to our school during a certain number of hours. And I had ordered, and it was so fucking packed. And I put the kids in a booth after I ordered. And I was standing there waiting for my order number, and I just glazed over but i guess i was making mm-hmm. eye contact with this lady and i didn't notice it until she was like have you been helped and i just kept staring and then everybody around me started <laughs> staring because they was clearly talking to me and i was right. like oh i'm sorry there's just a lot of people here i just glazed out for a minute and she was like well okay and i was like oh, God. she was like get out i'm calling yeah. security <laughs> i did that at a bar one time and some guy called me out i was staring you fucking fight bro straight up <laughs> Straight up. Are you serious? Are you one, of, are you one of those attack. gay guys? Yeah. Were you fag? Yeah, you I was just like queer. Yeah. I was standing there with a beer in my hand, and I was just kind of like staring out into space across all of the people's heads. And he was sitting all the way against the wall, and I just was staring right at him. Yeah. And I was just having, like, I was probably a little inebriated. Yeah. And he started raising his hands up, <laughs> and he was like, the fuck? The fuck, man, and and I I started seeing him. Up, I thought he was trying to fucking lift off like like a fucking crow trying to fly away because he kept throwing his arms up in the air. And I looked up at him and and He's I finally fo- you. I focused and I was like, I kind I did the same thing. I was like, what? You know, like what? What's going on? Oh god! And I, oh, and he thought that you were like, yeah, I want to fight. Let's do this. Exactly, but it was it's a natural reaction. When someone's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, what? I don't, Especially you know, across from a bar. I, I like how you're in your your head. He's going what? And you're you're like what? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like, you're I, like I what's the, up, man? I did the shrugging shoulder emoji. I was like, what? And in his head, he's going, oh, he wants to fucking bite you. Yeah. yeah, you want to throw hands, asshole? So and and then I realized I was like, oh, I'm staring at you. And I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not like, you know, and he kind of was like, Ooh, you know, like, he kind of kept ma- being aggressive. I was like, I'm not fucking staring at you. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I was I just, just kind of like looking out. in that direction. You douche. First off, who gives a shit if I'm staring at you? These are my eyes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I got crazy eyes. Man, some dudes are so quick to jump to that. Like, I know. Like, they, they got aggressive. a problem with you if somebody's staring at you. Like, my immediate reaction of somebody staring at me is to make like, do something like stupid or something like that, you know? I yeah. just wave That's and just smile me. and I hope they're not like looking at someone behind me so that I don't look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Be like do a, do a cool dance move or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do you think that's if- a good scooter idea? Um, yeah, but like, who are you going to give your PowerPoint to? I oh, don't I don't know. I just want to know, is like... it a decent idea? First off, yeah, I think you I should think... use Prezi instead of PowerPoint. Much more Thank interactive. Yeah. Anyway. All right. If, if Elizabeth, I, <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> I'm glad you that. spit just, up your- I just spit out my tea. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself laugh. I, I, I know. awkward pauses when I say Elizabeth, something funny. If you're listening and you think that's a good idea, please comment on our Instagram because no one else does, and we need comments. Oh, uh, come on. We got my friend uh, Sam that uh, comments on it. I know. He does. What else should we talk about? <laughs> By the way, Sam, we appreciate your comments. Um, Anna wanted to bring up something, and it's kind of deep. Oh. Um, She wants to know why people feel so ashamed for going to therapy. Oh, like ridiculous. going going to talk to someone 
and uh, basically exposing yourself to a, a, you know a therapist and trying but, to uh, better your mental health. To, I think it's better now than it was. It is years the, the ago. stigmas. Yeah. Kind of going away. But I mean, yeah. there's two things that I think people struggle with because I've been in therapy personally and I've been in relationship therapy. I don't know about Jamie. I don't know about you. I was forced to go to relationship therapy. So two things that I dealt with. Well, I want to hear about this. Two <laughs> things that I dealt with. I uh, I, I, I do because I want to. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, really fucked up. I was afraid. The, the One of the biggest fears you deal with with therapy is that you're going to start being very honest and that therapist is going to maybe judge you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't judge you, they're going to unravel or uncover something that is very painful and that you maybe you don't want to change. Number two, it is you're worried that someone is going to find out if you don't if you don't volunteer the information that someone's going to find out and naturally think that you're weak because right. or that you have some issue or yeah and, sure. and maybe that they need to be. A little leery of you, yeah. You know, a little, a little like right. Like this person is fucking crazy. Unstable. This person is unstable. Yeah. When in reality, probably most of us are a little emotionally unstable because we we were never taught how to handle our emotions when we were kids. You know. Oh yeah, I'd say the vast majority of us are are have some semblance of instability because we we don't fully get to you know deal with our emotion I well mean, and some people and, so, and for the most part i think people who actually go out and seek therapy are probably more sane than most of us they exactly. really, oh yeah yeah for yeah sure. they recognize there's exactly. something that they would like to talk about or get through and rather than just be like well I'll figure it out and may- making themselves fucking insane they go i'm gonna go seek some help or talk yes. about it. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be big issues it can just be yeah. Anything. Getting anything. I mean, I know people who see him what see a therapist for one, once a week, but not for a particular issue because they need like a sounding board. They don't really have that in their life, and so it's somebody they can talk to who can they can you know tell it's about their very issues. Yeah, cathartic. It's I mean, very we cathartic. were yeah. Anna and I were talking about this the other night, and it kind of came up, and I was like, you know, th- like therapy as far as like talking to someone else, like going to meet someone like that. It's just you know, it's it's not my thing. It's not where I get my therapy from. And then she had such a like a hard time grasping that I get therapy other than talking with someone because that's her like way of of coping yeah. and, and dealing with something is just like speaking to someone who has an objective opinion. And I was like, you know, like a lot of times I get my therapy from just, you know, sitting there, listening to music and kind of like reflecting in on myself, you know, and and uh, and, and thinking of ways that I could have done it differently. And she she really couldn't wrap her head around like how I'm able to to reflect on myself and and kind of like come up with different ways to solve situations. And I was like, well, that's not the only thing that I get my therapy from. You know, sometimes like I'll be watching a TV show or a movie or something like that. And then something that they say or something like sends me down a fucking wild goose chase of thinking yeah. a new thought. Well, not everybody is introspective like that. Not everybody and I'm not saying that Anna isn't, but not everybody can can like mow their grass and be very quiet for like hours and actually turn in and do some reflecting. Well, and There's a lot of people who are incapable. And sometimes you just need somebody else to help you to talk guide it out you through and sort it. it out. Yeah, I mean, right. if you have a lot of a lot of stuff or not a lot of stuff going on, some people, you know, they do better vocalizing what the issue is rather than internalizing it. That's why I've always wanted to do a uh, sensory deprivation tank, though. 
uh, because you're, it's, I mean, it's just you and your thoughts, you know, I've heard they're great. there's no like feeling or anything. I, well, it's scary for some people. Yeah. To Anna, Anna was talking about, she was like, man, I, I would have to work a, lo- a while to get to that to where well, I could do that. It's pitch black. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it's literally you with yourself and not a lot of people get to do that. Not a lot of people get to sit down and because they just find other stuff to, to cope with it. Like Anna, like we were talking the other night and she was like, you know, some things, I just I, I don't want to sit down and deal with so I'll I'll do other things like around the house I'll clean I'll yeah. do more work to to kind of put it aside you know some people that's are scared so of that yeah I, that's what's so good about therapy I am a huge proponent of it yeah, I even me too. have I have friends of mine that are married that have told me the best thing that they ever did for their marriage was spend a month or two going to weekly or or maybe twice a week sessions with someone who said like obviously you're happy you're yeah. getting married like that's fantastic like we need to celebrate that but i also want you all to understand that now the journey begins and you the both of you need to understand that 3 and 5 and 10 years from now things are not always going to be a honeymoon yeah. you're going to have to find very clever ways to work through things with each other and i'm going to help you do that and we're going to uncover some things that maybe might have it they're, they're not on the surface that maybe the two of you all have like little small resentments or little things that you deal with maybe he makes more money and holds it over your head or vice versa she she's the breadwinner whatever uh, weren't you the person that said you hated that word breadwinner not me okay so you know i i believe in premarital premarital counseling i've i've promised myself that if i ever get married that i would do it and i mean even with my ex it, our therapy that we took helped me realize that the relationship was totally uh, devoid of like real love of what and affection. You want. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that I was bankrupt. You the relationship was bankrupt. There, huh? You dodged a bullet by going to to therapy. therapy. Yeah, and it, and it actually, I was scared. I ne- I don't quit anything. I don't quit jobs. I don't quit women. I don't quit cars. I don't quit mortgages. I don't quit anything. I will grind myself to a nub because I'm not a quitter. And I realized that I was never going to leave her. And the more that I was in therapy, the more that I realized I've got someone in front of me that is, I'm in a safe place. And I can suddenly have an outburst and say, which it happened, this is never going to work. I I realize that now this is not going to work. And I looked at the therapist and looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, I know now. This is never going to work, and I, I feel safe and I feel comfortable saying that now because I would be too afraid to do it at home because yeah. she would lose her mind. But we were in front of other people, or another another woman, and it was it was scary. I was terrified. Yeah. But at least I had like a comfortable place to say it. Oh, it was so cathartic. Well, were you then- terrified with speaking with someone about that and kind of uncovering some dark secrets about yourself, or are you terrified of the therapist judging you? I wasn't or both. Or, I, or were you I, terrified of, of her and her reactions? I was terrified of her and her reactions, yeah. but also, so a therapist is is very good. At, I mean, they're a professional at digging things up, and so you you'll say something, and they ask a follow up, and then two or three other. Fo- it's like a chessboard. They know all of their moves at like before you really start to get down into a, a scenario. So as she started asking me questions, I realized where it was going, and there were a few times where. You know, as someone who 
considers himself intelligent, you're like, oh, I, you know, I'm a chess player. I see where they're going, and I'm not going to go down that path. So sometimes you you have to kind of relinquish some control. That's the terrifying part is yeah. relinquishing control and saying when they ask me a direct question that's really tough for me to answer, I'm just going to answer it. Going to therapy by yourself, sitting on a couch, I would squeeze pillows. They would give me a pillow, and I would hold on to a pillow. Uh, it was crazy. It's comforting. Like, I would sit there and hold a pillow, and I would stare at this woman, and she would ask me questions, and I would just say, okay, this is going to be really tough, and she was like, I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Like, I've heard everything. I was just going to say the stuff that they've heard. Uh, yeah, I figured you people... would be like Goodwill Hunting or some shit, you know? No, You'd they've heard like people- sarcastic asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, that I got that way with my, my the relationship therapist because- there were a few times that she would ask me, she would only talk to me for like two or three sessions in a row and she would never focus on my girlfriend. It was very biased. It was very male biased. Like she was like, oh, Adam, they're your problems and you need to get better and you need to do this. And I got really angry. You and hear I, a I, lot of men say that though, who go to couples therapy. They say. The first one wasn't that way though. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, not everybody, but I hear that a lot from couples therapy. Oh, the therapist is always on her side. And it's like, but is she, or is she just saying some stuff you don't like? Uh, it was probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can admit that. Yeah. But the first therapist that we went to, so number first and foremost, my ex insisted on a woman. That's okay. I wasn't too happy about that because that inherently is sexist. Like I'm insisting on a woman. Aren't those all things that she isn't she isn't she the exact opposite? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so and I brought that up. I was like, wait. So we cannot see a male, and you somehow think that's not sexist? Like that's inherently sexist. And she was like, no, it's not. Uh. Unless she, she was, was going like, to talk about some trauma that happened that she would only want to tell a female, then I could get. And but, I would totally understand. But that. isn't she? I mean. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. So I said I would rather go to a few sessions to like and, and kind of like get a a, a good. Wait. Baseline. You both have to like the therapist. Yeah. So she insisted on a, on a female, a and I said, that's cool. I, I'll go to a woman. I, I don't mind. You know, I'm just not going to be that person. And and if you want to be that person, I think that's ridiculous and biased, but whatever. I have women question me every day. Yeah. We The first one we went to was a godsend. Ended up getting very sick and said she was having to cut off a lot of her, um, her clientele and that last in, first out, and I'm sorry, and... It really sucked. The next one we went to was a recommendation for her, and I didn't love it. But I, I told the woman, the it's funny, the last day that we were there, I said, I want you to know that all of your therapy sessions that I've been to have been uh, eye-opening. Uh, I think that uh, they're a total waste of my fucking time, <laughs> and I have not been very happy here because I think that uh, you are – uh, not very great at your job. Wait, this was the second one? The second therapist. Okay, I said, gotcha. but, all right. But you've done something that I have to take all that stuff back and rethink it because you've actually gotten me to come out of my shell and finally admit that I know this relationship is going to go nowhere. So I stood up and I shook her hand and I said, like, mission accomplished. Yeah. Even though that I, <laughs> even though that I thought you were the worst therapist that I have ever been around and ever experienced in my entire life, somehow you still made shit work and I commend you for that. I'm sorry that I paid you, and I hated every fucking session I was with with you. But. Well, maybe she's just that good. Nah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Have you you've been to therapy? Yeah. With an ex boyfriend. Oh. He forced. It, me it to was go. like specific couples therapy. Yes. Okay, well, gotcha. here's the thing, though. So I was like 19. 
Oh, Ooh. you don't even know yourself yet. Yeah. So we, I was in this relationship for a large amount of time, and he was inherently paranoid and not trusting. And I never gave him any reason to, but that was just his, the way he was. Probably still is. And it was, you know, I couldn't go out with my girlfriends without him calling me, not even fucking joking you, 50 times in an hour. Was he, he call- the one cheating? No, he didn't either. And wow. I, I must have been some previous thing that happened to him. I don't know. But we were young. And so he wanted to go to therapy. And I was like, oh, God, like, why? At Basic- 19 basically, years old. basically, yeah. you're just not a good boyfriend and not ready to be a, a, you, need you know to what i mean therapy. but he begged and begged we and begged so but he didn't want to pay for it oh uh, he wanted you to pay for it well i didn't because i was on my parents health insurance so he convinced me to tell my parents i needed therapy and then i found the couple's therapist and then my parents oh, ended up paying for what they dick. didn't realize was couples therapy thinking that i needed therapy yeah that's kind of a yeah so a like how long were you with this guy total five years Ugh. Ooh, holy shit yeah but it was a very unhealthy relationship when it came to the way he was very possessive it basically fell apart eventually when i went to college in wisconsin and he wanted to come up like every weekend and then i ended up moving home and then one day i was just like fuck this and i broke up with him and he just wouldn't and he wouldn't accept that I broke up with him and then spent another very long time. Yeah, they so, never do. So you, yeah, so you didn't like therapy. Was it because like he was pretty much forcing you to do it? Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, and I was 19. Like, yeah. I knew he was off his rocker. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, like, but I eventually did it because I was trying to help the relationship. Now, did it help? No, because we only went to like five sessions and then he was like, well, I don't like what she has to say. So then we never went back. <laughs> well, because she was like, so, paranoid as fuck, bro. Yeah. That's kind of a standard thing that I think a lot of people deal with with like when men, they're just like, what she's saying makes me mad. So I'm not going back. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we all men and women both like that's what. That happened a couple times. I mean, we kept going, but it happened a couple times with our therapist. Before I even continue, Devin, have you ever been to therapy? Has Anna ever been to therapy? Uh, Anna's been to therapy. Yeah. It helped her a lot with her, like, dad's death because it was very unexpected. Yeah. And uh, it helped her work through that. And she's just now starting to uh, go back more regularly because uh, her old therapist, like, really pissed her off one day because she was like... She would shrug off stuff and just be like, well, it's it's this because it's this. You know, she wasn't open to the ideas. Um, but she found a new therapist, um, so she's starting to go to her more. I personally have never been to uh, a, a one-on-one consultation therapy, you know? It's pretty cool. I'm all for it. Like, if I'm ever in a situation, and I'm all, I'm very open to it. What happened when I was 19 was just stupid. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with the therapy aspect of it. Um and I can recognize if I need help with something and if I feel like I need to go to the therapist, I 110% would go. Um, we'll definitely really probably go ha- to... And if I had more time, I would probably do it just to yeah. like do it, to have somebody to talk to outside of friends and family about stuff. But like, I'm not having anything I need to work through right now. But if I do, yeah, 100%. I mean, we'll probably do like premarital couples therapy. Yeah. Uh, one, because, I, you know, I think it's good to kind of like someone else to explore your relationship objectively. But two, For sure. uh, some states give you a discount on your marriage certificate. 
if yep. you do like five sessions or something like that. Exactly. I know t- I'm pretty sure Tennessee does, right? Yeah, but how much is a therapy and how much is marriage certificate's not that expensive. Bro, what is it like fifty bucks? Oh, I don't I think know. It was a hundred <laughs> when I when I got mine like six years ago, it was like a hundred and ten. So if oh, you really? think about That's how much bad. but I mean I don't know, what maybe therapist it's you go to. Yeah. I mean, I know if you get married in a church, a lot of churches like you to do it through them before you get married. Yeah. Uh, like and, Christian and, and, church. Well, but see, yeah. that's the problem. Uh, uh, look, a lot of times people think that you're going to get beat up and they're going to say like, well, if you don't have the Lord God in your heart, you know, your relationship's never going to work. And a lot of times that's not it. Yeah. They're just going to say, you know, Statistically, a lot of people that end up going to church and having like the church in their relationship, you know, maybe they, uh, maybe they statistically stay longer. And you know, we, we would like to invite you to come, but I mean, realistically, that's not what this is about. This is about trying to find a way for your marriage to be stronger. You know, they're, I mean, they're just. It's not like a. Realistically, people stay married because they think it's basically a fucking sin to get divorced, so they just stay in unhappy marriages because they're so in love with Jesus and God in their church. Wow. Sorry, that is how. <laughs> that is. I'm not saying everybody. Very who, strong opinion. I'm not where saying are you that from, everybody. Indiana? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where are you from? A place called H E L L. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I think yeah, therapy's good. Oh, so ultimately, I. I would. I am in full support, and I think that that it is. It's like. It's okay to be vulnerable, and it's good, man. When someone starts asking you tough questions and you start opening your mouth and you start saying stuff that you normally wouldn't tell anyone or you normally wouldn't say, a lot of times you might not even think about, and that person doesn't react. They just just sit there, and they, they shake their head, and they're like, I understand. I hear you. I understand. Do you ever feel uncomfortable when you talk about that? Yes, I do. I can tell. I can tell you feel uncomfortable. Adam, I want you to understand you don't have to feel uncomfortable. I like think we're the, heading. Oh, it's so good. The man. good thing is we're heading in the right direction. It's definitely less stigmatized than it was. Yeah. You know, well, even yeah, five we've years had ago, such a so. we've had such a huge wave of like mental Self-care. health awareness. Yeah. 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 It's like you know, tons and tons of people. Yeah. Are are so focused on mental health these days, and it's it's probably one of the most important things that you can be focused on on yourself. You yeah. Because so. everything comes from the mind. All for it. And that's our philosophy hour. Thanks for joining us on Open Box <laughs> Philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hey, our biggest hope is that somebody out there listening to this, we're their therapist. This is Devin. Oh, God. This is Adam. This is Jamie.